Where are our coffee drinkers? What about our too busy in the morning, need to pack everything you can into the one beverage you get people? Mornings are hectic. If I have to choose between my coffee and a breakfast item, coffee wins every time. This is why Laird Superfoods was so appealing to me. I wanted to be able to add superfoods into something that I was already consuming because like I said, with three kids, my mornings are the most chaotic part of my day. But honestly, other than the caffeine aspect, my coffee was pretty much empty calories once my creamer was added. And that sugar crash I get is never my favorite part of the day. If you want more from your coffee, Laird Superfood is for you. They have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits that are crafted from the highest quality of all natural, real food ingredients. They contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. It's shelf-stable. There are no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and there is no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. 2023 is all about trying new things, and Laird Superfood has functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens, as well as a variety of snacks, baking mixes, and protein options full of wholesome, plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing, plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code GRUESOME at checkout to save 15% off of your purchase today. Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Connie, along with small town queen Meg, and tonight she is going to tell us about the Jameson family. I almost called you 40 minute flat because we were just talking about how it takes you 40 minutes to get everywhere, but I didn't want someone to think I was like, sorry, like, like other things. <laughs> really any part of my body for... <laughs> Stop it. Uh, 40-minute flat. It sounds – it could be a sports thing. You don't even know. Yeah, it's I, like she's got a – I don't think 40 minutes in sports is like a 40-minute run is probably not great. Yeah, probably not, actually. That's a good point. Um, I – where I live, I can get to pretty much anywhere that's has anything good in 40 minutes. That's what we were talking about before we started recording. So you guys are in the loop with us. With 40-minute flat. So we don't sound too unhinged. Um, uh, okay. I'm going to preface this case with some stuff because it's a lot of drama. There's a lot of rumors around this case. So you might be like, what does this have to do with the disappearance as I'm going through? But we'll kind of regroup at the end. So you just have to stick with me. Okay. I got you. It's, it's, um, it's, this is an open book and I'm open to hearing people's thoughts on it as well. On October 8th, 2009, the Jameson family, Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison were heading to look at a plot of land that they thought that they wanted to purchase. It was near Red Oak, Oklahoma, in the San Juan Mountain Range. And they lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma, but they wanted to take a recycled shipping container and put it on this 40 acres of land in the mountains and convert it into their family home. Very hipster of them. Yeah. they And that's, what, that's kind of what they wanted. They wanted that lifestyle. They wanted to homestead and homeschool their six-year-old Madison. And so their whole family, including their dog Maisie, packed up into their white pickup truck to go look at this acreage that they wanted to make their their forever home on. The Jameson family disappeared that same day that they went to go look at this acreage. Their disappearance wasn't reported until several days later because neither Bobby or Sherilyn were working and Madison was homeschooled. It wasn't unusual. Yeah. Yeah, no one just noticed, you know. They weren't around a lot of people that often and so nobody kind of picked up on the fact like hey have you heard from them in a couple days no the police ended up finding their truck in a clearing it had been pulled off the road kind of like you would pull off 
to like get out and take a look at your surroundings or like if you had to take a bathroom break you might just pull off to the side and Mm -hmm. become one with nature um maybe the jamesons had taken a walk no one really knows why the truck was pulled off but what was stuck inside the truck was weird they had left Maisie locked inside the cab of the truck for days the call to police came because a couple of hunters on dirt bikes had been passing by and noticed that this truck was just sitting there and it had been there for a couple of days. And police initially thought it was stolen, but one of the dirt bike guys was like, no, that's been sitting there for a while. And their dog was such a loved member of their family. Why would they just leave her locked in the truck? Yeah. Even if they were going on a walk, even if they were just hopping out to go to the bathroom. Typically, you know, you would just let your dog out too maybe they have to go in the cab of the truck were their cell phones their wallets a portable gps some maps and thirty-two thousand dollars in cash if they were going further than a short distance surely they would have taken you take your money you would take your portable gps maybe your your phone and your dog yeah you wouldn't have left all of that stuff in your truck if you were going to go on a hike, like a long Yeah, exactly. Bobby was 44 and Sherilyn was 40 when they went missing in 2009. They had met in 2002, fallen in love quickly. Within the year, they were expecting Madison. And while they were overjoyed, their little family would continue to find a string of bad luck in the years to come. In 2003, three months after Madison was born, Bobby was in a near-fatal car accident, and he was never physically the same again. He was unable to work. And then in 2007, Sherilyn's sister died, and Sherilyn fell into a depressive episode because of that. Obviously, being physically unable to work is very hard on a person Yeah, without going through any other excess trauma. Um, but after Sherilyn's sister died, she was unable to work as well. Bobby's dad, Bob, owned a gas station, and Bobby had helped run it for a very long time. And Bob was planning on retiring. And the plan that he was he was going to sell the gas station, and Bobby was going to get half of the money from that. So they weren't super worried about it. Yeah. But... Bobby's parents found themselves going through a messy divorce and the circumstances around who would get what when Bob retired changed. Bobby was angry because suddenly he wasn't getting this money and they ended up getting into a physical fight about it. There were a lot of accusations thrown around. Some of those things included that his dad was involved with meth distribution and sex trafficking and gangs Bobby ended up requesting a restraining order against his own father. And they weren't the only ones in their family that got protective orders against Bob Sr. Everyone seemed like they were afraid of Bob. In Bobby and Sherilyn's case, the order was granted. And then suddenly it was withdrawn. So they got it and then it was taken away. Uh, They took Bob to court to fight for half of the gas station money that Bob had been promised, and they ended up winning $32,000, the exact amount of money that had been in the truck. The next year, in 2009, Madison had entered kindergarten, but while she was at school, there was an accident where a swing hit her in the face and her teeth were damaged, and the Jamesons pulled her out and sued the school, which... (laughs) Sometimes stuff happens at school. Like, didn't your kid, like, break his ankle? Yeah. Break his foot? Yep. Mm -hmm. This almost exact same thing happened to me. A swing hit me in the face and busted one of my teeth out. Things happen. Pulling her out and suing the school seems intense to me, but not my kid. Sherilyn also had a child from a previous relationship. His name was Colton, and he moved in with his dad that summer, which was also a very hard on Sherilyn. In the custody hearing, he described his mom as frequently depressed and occasionally acting strangely. 
After he left, the Jamesons had a family friend move in with them, Kenneth Bellows. He was a handyman, and he was able to help Bobby around the house since he was still disabled from the car accident. Um, Unfortunately, Kenneth turned out to be a white supremacist, and Sherilyn had indigenous roots, so that came to a head when Sherilyn fired a twenty-two at his feet and demanded that he leave their house. Which is a girl. That's a fair way to deal with that, (laughs) honestly. And this is kind of what I'm talking about when I said there's a lot of drama going around. There's a lot of things happening kind of in succession. They just had pretty much from 2003 to 2009. It was just one One thing thing after after the other. Yeah. Yeah. So... The years leading up to 2009, because they were so hard on Sherilyn, in September, she ended up attempting suicide and ended up hospitalized. I'm sure as you've listened to this, it's a lot to deal with for any family. They're surviving. They're not thriving. But at this point, Bobby went to the pastor of their church and asked if there was something he could use against spirits in battle. Because he felt as though his home were under a spiritual attack and he needed to exercise the demons that were within it. And Sherilyn agreed. She said that there were three to four vengeful spirits and that Madison had recently begun speaking to one of them that she called Emily. Oof. And it kind of seems like this was maybe the reason they wanted to move out of their home in the first place because they thought it was haunted. Sherilyn's best friend, Nikki, also believed that their house was haunted. She said that every time she visited, it was like this horrible presence and she would always leave feeling depressed. Another one of her friends said that she would sometimes conduct seances with Sherilyn and that Sherilyn had graffitied across her shipping container, which is did not like it when their cats were killed because she believed that a neighbor had poisoned several of her own cats. So lots of strange things happening in the Jameson household. The Jameson family had security cameras around their home, and there is footage of them packing up their truck before they go on this trip to see their land that they are interested in. They walk really slowly and very deliberately, like they are in a trance. They go back and forth and back and forth like 20 times. They don't say a word to each other. They're just like they're grabbing something, putting it in, grabbing something, putting it in. The video shows Sherilyn place a brown briefcase in the truck. But when police found the truck, that briefcase was missing. Sherilyn had talked to Colton only weeks before they left, and he had no idea that they had even planned to move, and she hadn't mentioned it at all. That seems strange as well. Mm-hmm. And it kind of leads into all these theories about it, because all of nothing really makes sense about what happened here. After they left their home in Eufaula, they went to go meet with someone about their land, Their GPS indicated that they drove a short distance afterwards and then stopped for 15 minutes to look around. They drove again to the clearing where the truck was found with their dog and untouched belongings, but there was no trace of the Jameson family with their truck. Now, it's very possible that they did decide to go on a hike and they got lost. Maybe they thought it was going to be quicker than what it was. The area that they were in is forested it's mountainous when their disappearance was reported police initially requested that people do not go looking for them because they were afraid that the search for these three family members would turn into other search parties for people who got lost trying to find them yeah so it's not a place that you go out and you don't know what you're doing despite that they did end up putting together several hundred people to comb the areas looking for Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison. A huge search operation was eventually launched, and they combed the area with over 400 volunteers, horses, mules, ATVs. There were 16 teams of cadaver dogs. There were drones, and they found nothing. During the searches, the cadaver dog teams repeatedly kept 
pointing out a scent near a water tower and they drained it, but there was no, there was nothing about the family in there. For some reason, they just, the water tower had just triggered the dogs. Remember in 2021, there was that Northern California, Northern Californian family. It was like the couple and their baby and their dog. They went hiking in the Sierra National Forest and Mm -hmm. they all died and they had succumbed to hyperthermia and dehydration. So that was like a theory that this had happened, that they had gone hiking on this trail and somewhere they had gotten hypothermia after it got dark. Then their bodies would be found. Mm-hmm. Right. And why was there $32,000 in the driver's side seat? No one knew what it was for. Was it to buy this land with? Was it a drug deal? There was another rumor about Bobby and Sherilyn. The same things that they had claimed about his father were things that people also claimed about them. So they were saying that it was actually them that was involved with drugs and sex trafficking. and But also in the truck was an 11-page letter from Sherilyn to Bobby. And it was hateful. It said that Bobby was a loner and a hermit that didn't care about Madison and that she wanted a divorce. Their families claim that they were very much in love and that this letter was like writing therapy for her. She would just write out her emotions and that would be how she would process them. Four years. I've done that. Yeah, absolutely. I do that too. Uh, Who was I talking to recently? They were talking about um, parental counseling and they tell you in parental counseling, if you're going to talk to your co-parent, just write an email instead. Don't text them. Don't call them. Like write out an email because it forces you to write out everything you're saying and think about it as you're writing it. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it makes sense. Four years later, November 16th, 2013, 2.7 miles away from where their truck was found, deer hunters located the skeletal remains of two adults and one child in the smokestack hollow area of Panola Mountain. It was pretty remote The bodies were severely decomposed, and it took eight months before forensics confirmed that they had found the remains of the Jamesons. When questioned about how the search operations could have missed their bodies, it was suggested that the falling leaves of autumn had just obscured them and they had missed them, but they were less than three miles away. Because their bodies had been in the elements for four years, it was pretty much impossible to determine their cause of death. Bobby's skull did have a small hole in it that police initially thought was a bullet hole, but they also were like, this could have also been caused by animal activity. Yeah. The video footage from their home security made investigators believe that drugs maybe were involved, but there was no evidence of that being true. Their cell phone records were checked, and someone had used Bobby's phone to make an outgoing call to voicemail on November 12th, but it had been in the abandoned truck at the time. Investigators have had a lot of leads on this case, and they all go in completely different directions. There has never been like one thread that they were able to follow all the way through to the end. And when the new sheriff took this case over from the previous, he said, normally you can go through an investigation and one by one just start to eliminate certain scenarios, but they weren't able to do that in this case. And with this family, everything seems possible. As you probably know, Gruesome uses Zencaster to record, produce, and analyze all on one podcast platform. If investing is something that you're interested in, You'll be excited to learn that Zencaster has recently opened a funding round, allowing listeners like you to own a stake in the company. More than 30,000 passionate creators actively use Zencaster, and it has become the preferred platform for creators to create, grow, and monetize their podcast. Podcasting advertising was the fastest growing marketing channel in 2021. If you're interested in investing in Zencaster, go to wefunder.com Zencaster or click the link in our episode description below to claim your slice of the future of podcasting. So, 
we'll go through the theories here because there are like 10 that people have thought up and investigators have suggested. There's the main one, the lost in the woods theory. Mm-hmm. But when they found the bodies, they were perfectly lined up side by side, almost like an execution. They were three miles away from their truck. And with Bobby's back, his back issues from his accident, was he willing to just hike three miles on a whim? The way their truck was parked almost seemed like someone had stopped them as they were pulling out and leaving. It was very haphazard. So the doesn't hold a lot of water. There is the murder-suicide theory that could have been carried out by Sherilyn or Bobby. Um, but the small caliber hole in Bobby's skull leads them to believe that if this happened, it was probably Sherilyn. Neither she or Madison have any evidence of a bullet wound. Sherilyn was known to have a twenty-two. She wasn't afraid to use it. But that gun has never been recovered or found. So did someone stumble upon their bodies and take the gun? If not, why? where did it go? Is it with that briefcase that is also missing? Sherilyn's mom, Connie. It's <laughs> not a lot of you. Uh, she thinks that the Jamesons were on a hit list of an unnamed religious cult. Someone shared that information with her. I see your face. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly what she thinks. Like, I don't know why she thinks they were on this hit list other than someone told her that she thought that they were. She believes that they were murdered. Um because they would have never let anything happen to Madison if they were alive. Uh, it also has been suggested that maybe they stumbled upon something that they weren't supposed to see, and they had been stopped and kind of spiraling off of that idea. There is another theory that pedophiles killed them to get Madison, and that's because on Bobby's phone, the final picture taken was of Madison, and their family, I think it was their family that said this, um, said that she just looks really unhappy in the photo. But I kind of just think it looks like a candid photo. It doesn't really look like yeah. she's in any distress. We'll post it on the Instagram. So there's kind of this, <laughs> I don't know, grasping, kind of grasping, I think. So that's the hit list for the cult or um, somebody stopped them or they happened to run into something in this, you know, acreage that somebody was up to something not great and they accidentally saw it there was their former roommate kenneth who Sherilyn chased out of her house but he had a solid alibi alibi so he was dismissed as a possible suspect there is the theory that it was a drug deal gone wrong and that's primarily based on the security footage and their behavior um it just led people to believe that they were on drugs while they were packing that truck up and they were just out of it. And the money, Bobby and Sherilyn were on Social Security. So the idea that they would just have $32,000 lying around is strange. And if they're doing a drug deal, why would their six-year-old be with them? Unlikely. Why would the money still be in the truck? Yeah, and why would the money still be there? Like if I'm going to kill someone during a drug deal, I'm going to take my money back. Right. It was in an envelope underneath the front seat. But if you know that there's money in there, I would imagine it would be torn apart and it didn't look yeah, like absolutely. anything had been like disturbed in the truck. The next theory <laughs> is Bobby's dad. Uh that Bob James. That was my killed- first thought, to be honest. <laughs> the family had filed that protective order against him and it was it was not a secret that he had threatened to kill them over this like gas station business dealing. Uh, The order that was filed in April of 2009, Bobby claimed that Bob hit him with his car on November 1st, 2008, and said that he was a dangerous man involved with, in his words, prostitutes, gangs, and meth. So that was a thought. And I obviously... They don't know what is happening here. 
But I have a hard time believing that this person would kill their grandchild. I mean, stranger things. Yeah, and I go back to why, like, if he thought the money would be with them, why wouldn't he have taken it? Just taken the money back that he, you know, no one would have ever known. Mm hmm. There is another rumor that he had connections to the Mexican mafia. Bob's dad, Bob, Bobby's dad, Bob, had connections to the Mexican mafia. Um, but Bobby's father died two months after the family went missing in December of 2009 at the age of 64. And Bobby's uncle, Jack, said that Bobby's dad was either in a hospital or in a rest home at the time of his dis- their disappearance. And he said he was a disturbed individual, but he was not capable of murder. Investigators said Bobby Dean had a solid alibi and was dismissed as a person of interest. So they don't actually think it was him either. That's pretty much every theory. Um, Before their bodies were discovered, there were rumors abound. Like they had faked their own deaths. They were in witness protection. They had escaped on the drug deal. Uh, but no one knows what happened to this family. You're missing the most likely thing. What's that? What is it? That they were possessed. By oh, whatever right. Whatever spirits were in that house. <laughs> that that is another the theory. Tri- and I, I didn't write it. Like I, <laughs> I had. Obviously, that theory is noted, but I did not write that down that they had been possessed and as soon as you said that they seemed like they were in a trance i was like oh my god i've seen this on every paranormal activity <laughs> this is haunting what connecticut like all of it. i've seen this i've seen how this goes they possessed them and made them do it and that's why they left their dog and thousands of dollars in the truck that's what i was thinking that's why the that's why the truck is still there yeah no cause of the death, truck though. that's that's why the money was still there circumstances surrounding their disappearance remain unknown so this is not this is not, i would love to hear people's theories as well um i i am with the sheriff i have no idea but all the people like my first thought would have been the dad or kenneth but they both had alibis they're both not that that's ever stopped any other case, you know, where people have had alibis and they were fake, you know. Was the listing for the real, like, for the land, was that legitimate? Yeah, yeah. No, they were okay. going to buy this land and that's convert this shipping container that they already had into a home, which <laughs> it she had graffitied, graffiti, I, I use that term lately. She had written on it with spray paint the thing about the cats, um to ward people off from continuing to poison cats because she thought there was someone in her neighborhood doing it. But the uh, she did regularly tell people that she was a witch and she conducted seances. Not that that has anything to do with it. Um, I don't think that they were possessed by some accidental <laughs> demonic possession. Um, I feel almost like whoever murdered them had no idea they had that money. So that's why I'm like, it's not a drug deal. Like I don't feel the briefcase being gone is a little sus. Honestly, I think the most likely theory in my head is Sherilyn. Yeah. Like it makes me sad, but that to me stands out as being the most plausible, I guess. I mean, we talk about these things a lot and it's not all like it's not the most common situation to happen but it's yeah i just feel like the money would be gone like if i'm killing like if i'm doing a like i said if i'm doing a drug deal with someone if i give them drugs or they give me drugs and i give them money i know the money is going to be there somewhere i just feel like if the dad did it the money would have been gone if a gang did it or a drug deal did yeah, it. Yeah, it would have to. It's, it either has to be one of the two of them or someone random that had no idea that they had that money or no idea who they were to think that, like, they could possibly be carrying that money around. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't live in Oklahoma. I don't know how secluded it was, but I got the impression that it was a pretty secluded area. It's mountainous. It's forested. Uh, sure, 
It could have been really wrong place, wrong time, come across something and somebody doesn't want you to see it. I could see that. But then again, like that's a really clean cover up. You didn't go, you didn't loot through their truck. You didn't do anything. You just got rid of them. I think that's unlikely. And at what level of foliage was occurring for them to be (laughs) completely covered within a few days? And there's 16, it said in more than one place, 16 cadaver dog teams. Exactly. Not That's... one of them smelled through? I. That seems weird. I mean, I know that like my leaves like out front get pretty gnarly, like on our couple trees we have out there, but it's not in a week. It's not two weeks. That's why it's real. It's strange. Like she... It's strange. And there's video footage um which i can probably also post we can put up of them walking back and forth and a lot of people just think walking back and forth 20 times without saying anything to each other and sometimes they just like stop and like kind of stare off into the distance like they're zoning out it's weird they're possessed that's my mm-hmm. i've done uh two episodes in a row though where there's a dog trapped in a car <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a missing person and a dog trapped in a car. So you can see the rabbit holes I'm going down. You see my thought process on these right now. That's obviously what's capturing my attention at the moment. Mysterious disappearances. I don't know. This is weird because mm-hmm. with without the cause of death, it makes it very difficult to speculate. Yeah, and they said that they ruled out the hole in um, Bobby's skull as being a bullet, but there are notes that the hunters who came upon their bodies thought it was a bullet hole. They were like, yep, that is, that's what it looks like when that happens in a skull. And so they have said that. And they had no, like, Nothing There's on nothing. the bo- And it's so hard because if they're in the elements. All the soft like, tissue was gone. Everything Yeah, all the gone. soft tissue is going to be gone. Animals are going to be like doing animal things out there. Taking pieces away and moving it yeah. around. And yeah. I mean, we and saw that exactly with the Jeanette Palma case. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah, it's, um, it is sad. It's just like, it's I wish. It is. It's puzzling. You want to know what happened. You want to be able to be like, oh, it was clearly this. But then there's just that one thing that makes you go, no, I don't think it was that. I don't think it could be that because of this. Yeah. Like with his dad and like being so sick that he was dying and he so it couldn't have been him, you know, and it was a drug deal. The money was there. How long were they there? You know, Mm hmm. And their GPS noted that they had driven and walked around for like 15 minutes, then driven again, and then just not come back after that one. Well, I mean, like, were the bodies placed there after they were done searching? Well, that's kind of what I thought, too. Like, was this something where it happened somewhere else and then they took them back and laid them there? That could, I think that that's very possible if that was another one of those wrong place, wrong time situations. Yeah. Just with how they were laid out. They've already searched here, so we can mm-hmm. do whatever we need to do. Because I just don't feel like that many cadaver dogs would. You're hitting on something up in a water tower, but you're not going to hit on bodies that are right there. That like you have like clothing and stuff to double check it with. Yeah, I agree. Maybe like one dog, but 15 of them. Can somebody who knows anything about cadaver dogs... Can you cover a body with something like foliage or a smell and it will pull like they won't be able to smell it through there? No, right? Because dogs have crazy good smell. I don't know. I don't either. I was just I was thinking about that. Like, can you cover a body with like some kind of chemical? I don't think so, because cadaver dogs can hit like if a body is buried in the ground. Yeah. It's just weird that they wouldn't have smelled them, you know. I mean, they hit on drugs in someone's butthole, so. (laughs) (laughs) They can smell it through the poop. Oh, sorry. I'm screwed. Um, (laughs) But it's it's strange, you know? You want to, I 
have been thinking about this case since I started writing it like a couple weeks ago and I was just like it's not long but it's just too interesting so to not weird. talk about yeah and even the investigators are like we don't know it could be anything mm-hmm. I take a ton of notes I am a writer a student a habitual list maker and even though I love paper I do feel bad about the number of notebooks that I buy and then don't fill up before I buy another one. I made a mini goal this year to waste less paper, and Paperlike has really made that easier for me. Paperlike is perfect for anyone who writes or draws with an iPad and an Apple Pencil. The surface of the Paperlike is coated using nanodots, which are tiny microbeads that are designed to add superior stroke precision when you drag the Apple Pencil across the screen. Every Paperlike comes in a set of two, so you'll always have a spare, just in case. I love that I'm wasting less paper, but I still get to feel like I'm writing on paper. To pick up your Paperlike, head over to paperlike.com gruesome, click buy Paperlike, and then select your iPad size. Ready to do more with your iPad? Head over to paperlike.com gruesome to get started. And the sad thing is they'll probably never solve this case. There's nope, nothing nope. to go on. Nope. Unless they found the briefcase. Yeah. And they think that that would be a huge component of solving it, is if they found the briefcase, they found who had it, they found where it was, that would help solve it. But it's never been found and neither has her gun. The phone calling voicemail is It makes me too. think that like someone came upon the truck or did they leave it in there and then like were they murdered and then someone brought their bodies back and then checked the voicemail to see if anyone was looking for them you know it's so weird how do you check a voicemail without the code though there's a million dollar question Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to check my voice. Like, I, if I had to call in <laughs> to check my voicemail, I don't know how to do it. I just do the app and then I read the voicemail. I also I just... read my voicemails. I do not listen to them. It's tra- For some reason, it causes me so much stress to mm-hmm. have to sit there and listen to the voicemail. Like, if it was important enough that you left me a message, I do not want to hear it. I'm going to read it. No. So as to better process that. My favorite's when it doesn't transcribe correctly. And I'm like, wait. What are you talking about? Then you have to listen to it? Yeah, that's annoying. Come on, technology. Transcribe better. Even the, the, like, captions when it auto-captions on, like, Instagram or TikTok and they're wrong. I'm like, how? How did you not get, how did you get that word out of this one? I think mine's because sometimes I sound like I have mashed potatoes in my mouth. It's like I go so (laughs) fast. It's like mumbling. What did I say? I don't know. I don't even know what I said. Like, sure. I just change the word I'm using a lot. So it'll say one word and then it'll say immediately a different word. And when you read it in a sentence, it doesn't sound sane. I've tried to do like when we first started the podcast, um, I would do like talk to text to like write. Mm-hmm. Like if I was reading a book, like I would like make notes like that. But it was always so wrong that I was like, all yeah, right, this, this is just again. wasting this is just wasting time. Oh, like when you were taking notes, you would do talk yeah, to text. Yeah. Gotcha. And I still will text. Like I'll use, I use talk to text a lot. Like when really? I'm like texting people. Um, I just started doing audio notes. Yeah. I don't do the audio notes because I like being like, can you come do this? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it well, does seem comma. to like defeat the purpose of sending a voice note like over text message because then you're just going to hear me talk and I still want a response from you and you could send me a voice note back that's fine um but like if I have a lot to say and I don't want to type it all out I'll just send a voice note I have an uncle Tom and he is one of my favorite people in the entire world and he sends me these like voice notes but he has like a droid so it will be like the file, the audio file. <laughs> like the MP4. Yeah, it's so cute. I love them so much. I save all of them because they're so great. That's cute. I save every single one of my grandma's voicemails. I think like starting from like 
six or seven years ago, I have like 15 in my phone. And I if love my that. voicemail ever gets full, it's full. You can't leave me messages anymore because I'm not deleting them. Maybe Mine I probably is somewhere full. else. I don't know. I never call you. <laughs> no. And when we do, it's like very quick. And mm-hmm. usually I'll FaceTime you. Like I'm that yeah. person. It's like if I'm going to call you, I'm going to FaceTime you. Oh, we need to talk face to face. I need you to just see my reaction. Again, it's one of those things. It's like we carried around cell phones so we could talk to each other. But now we carry around cell phones so that we can send each other voice notes and FaceTime. (laughs) My son, like they FaceTime, like him and his friends FaceTime for everything. And he'll just have his friends. They're like pointed up towards the ceiling. He's just walking around the house like FaceTiming Mm -hmm. or they'll FaceTime. While they're playing, like, instead of, like, joining, like, because a lot of the games he can't, like, do his, the in-game chat. So he'll just be, like, FaceTiming whoever he's playing with. It's awesome. It's awesome that we can do that. Can you imagine, like, you know, like, with your old flip phone, if you could pop that thing open and just, like, FaceTime someone 15 find, years ago? I just am a little disappointed in myself that I would post pictures that I took with that Razor phone. Because now knowing like what the quality is, I had no business doing that. <laughs> we everyone did it. It's just that's why we had digital cameras. Man, that <laughs> used to be the shit. Have you seen where people are getting digital cameras now and like using them instead to get the same like kind of grainy effect as you know, get the aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic. Uh like, this is your sign to go buy a digital camera at Goodwill. I'm like, no, honey. Like, <laughs> I still have some in my garage that who knows know. what the hell is on them. I think my dad got me in the last 10 years, two separate digital camera, two separate times. Like, I got you a camera. And I was just like, thank you so much. I will never use this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I really haven't. I really haven't. But he was like, yeah, I think it's important, you know, because you want to get pictures of the kids. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're I like do. holding up a phone. Like you're talking to him <laughs> on like on your digital camera. Like, yo, daddy, oh, my phone has higher megapixels. Than this. <laughs> my phone has better quality. I did. Uh, when How sweet of him like, to think of you, though. I know. Like that. He's, he's, he's the best. Cute. He's very thoughtful in his gift giving. He likes to make sure. Except not this year. This year, my kids got the coolest trampoline, and I got a pair of pajama pants and slipper socks, which I did enjoy, <laughs> but I was really like, wow, I'm definitely not number one anymore. What a bummer. I remember your trampoline that you used to have. I know. that's on. I asked for one because I wanted um, the trampoline as well. Many nefarious Man. things went on on the trampoline. Oof. <laughs> too many things happened on that trampoline <laughs> maybe why my kids aren't getting a trampoline <laughs> there was no net there was no coverage on the springs it was just like if your foot went through your ankle's broken I never broke anything though no and like half the time we were just like cracked out on Mountain Dew out there just <laughs> bouncing around Remember when we would try to like spend the night on it? Like we're going to stay all night out of my head. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Yeah. We never made it. We never made it. I was like, it's Dewey. Yeah. Literally at about 11 or 12, (laughs) it was you. You would be like, it's kind of wet. Do you think we could go inside? I would be like, yeah, it is gross out here. Let's go. I still do that. Like I still like... (laughs) Oh. Don't count me down for tent camping. I am not outdoorsy. <laughs> you just went on a hike. I fucking hated every second <laughs> of that hike. <laughs> I uh. do not try to be that girl. Like, I love, like, if you are a hiker, you can spend the time out in nature. Like, yes, queen. I love it. I love that for you. But we got halfway through the hike. And I walked up to two of the girls who were like in the front and I just looked at them. And I was like, I will be honest. I am having zero fun right now. <laughs> were they surprised? We're like, oh, really? You don't like this? I think they could tell. 
Like, because there were times I just, like, would stay back, and I... They're like, yeah, you're bringing us down, too. Yeah. (laughs) I have never felt more like a Schitt's Creek character than I did in that entire, like, time frame. And then I didn't know where we were hiking to. Like, I thought they were like, oh, this is a quick, just a little quick hike. And it wasn't. It's never a quick hike. Never a quick hike. I like... I like hiking like I like the idea of adventuring around outside and like finding new like little trails and that is really interesting to me I do not want to sleep in the outside I want to sleep in the inside I like taking hot girl walks around my neighborhood (laughs) just a little walk so everyone can get a good look (laughs) my neighbor was like you want to start running because she's like an avid runner and I was like Fuck yeah, I do. Like, let's do it. How hard could it be? I used to run all the time. I hated that as well. I was like, look, <laughs> I tried to be this girl, but I'm it's not. Just, just give me not the- who I am. <laughs> I don't even need to be healthy at this point. Cancel everything I said. Give me an IV full of Ozempic and send me on my way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I... There's just like a very deep part of me that wants to find something like interesting in the woods. Like there, I want to find some treasure. I want to find a body. I want to be the one to like stumble upon this. Like I know that if I actually did, it would be terrible. But whenever I go out and do things in the woods or in like forested areas, I'm like, I'm going to find something so cool. But it usually just ends with like my kid screaming that she found a frog. And then we have to leave. Because how dare frogs be in their natural habitat? Look, look, girl, same. Same. I know, I'm raising you. It's come get you. Come get you from my house. We would butt head so bad it wouldn't even work. Uh, Yeah. For a while, though, it'd be really like, I'd be like, I understand. I don't want to do this. Like, me either. (laughs) I am with you on that. It has been, this week is e-learn week, the whole week. She's got e-learn week for a week, and then she has spring break. And e-learning with her right now is not a fun time. It has not been enjoyable. We're doing, we do IXL, which is like an online learning school platform. And third graders, or third grade level stuff that she does, is stuff that I did in high school, straight up, like 100%, especially like in language arts and um, English. The stuff that she's learning, I did not learn until I was in. She's a genius. Maybe. Maybe we just keep giving our kids higher and higher expectations until they're going to become AI. We don't do a lot of e-learning at all. I think everybody has PTSD from COVID. (laughs) They're like, please never make us do that again. I hate the schools that on e-learning, like it's a snow day. And they're like, it's an e-learning day. Like, no, go play in the snow. No, it's a break. (laughs) We were granted this break by Mother Nature. Don't take this from us. She told me I didn't have to go to school today. (laughs) Mother Nature said I didn't have to go to school today. So I'm not doing it. Well, we like we homeschool, so our school like our schooling style is a little bit differently or a little bit different. But she goes to like a tutor essentially. It's like one lady who tutors each grade. Um, and I don't know. I had to, she had to explain to me what a diphthong was the other day, and I was like, I don't remember learning that. I remember the word diphthong because i thought it was funny but i don't remember i didn't remember what it was same and if you ask me to explain it to you right now i can't all i can tell you is oi because that's all i remember if you see oi probably a diphthong in a word my son is in coding club like it's a thing they do after school and his coding teacher sent me a video game he made (laughs) you're like oh Cool, perfect. She's like, and I was like, here I am. You know, struggling. that's no like, different than you doing your MySpace profile in HTML. <laughs> yeah, but now really? it's like I brain dumped all that and I'm struggling how to do these cells on Microsoft Excel right now. And it's like, I used to be cool. <laughs> Not anymore. Now you're I, a 
a business mom. I saw this uh, meme that was like, when all of that Excel experience you lied about on your resume is needed and you're just like YouTubing, like, how to do this? How is that would we what you've had to do that? recently? Uh, last week I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can use Excel if somebody, like, like if I get like a, is it a CSV file? If I get mm-hmm. one, I can like move stuff around, but that is the extent of my Excelling. I can do budgets very well on there. Like the math functions I got. But when you're wanting to format and all this weird stuff, I'm like, ah. People actually learned this. I did follow. There's a girl on Instagram and that's all she does. She just posts stuff about Excel. And I don't even have to use Excel. But I like I saw one of her videos. I'm like, wow, that is so interesting. I'm just in case I'm going to follow her. Just in case. (laughs) It's always a just in case. Just in case I need this for later, I'm going to come back to you and I'll never be able to find this this video again. No, it's going to be like you're scrolling through all of your likes and they're like food pictures, other people's dogs, random. Like I can judge how my mental health was based off of like the quote pictures that I've liked. Yeah, no, I have been dissociating hard into my phone. I think it's just... I'm almost done with school, and so I'm looking for any brain break I can. Mm -hmm. And so if I have any free moment, I'm, like, doom scrolling constantly. I need to stop. I've tried to make a mental note to not do it for, like, three days in a row. But this is me saying tomorrow. It's such a hard habit to break. It is. It's like, and the second, like, your brain gets a little bit bored, you're just like, oh, I'll just pop-pop. Or like as soon as I open my laptop, I immediately go to some social media. I'm like, why do I do that? Mm -hmm. Stop. It doesn't matter. I'll like send one email and be like, well, I've earned a 15-minute social media. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's awful. I hate it. I wish I didn't do it. But I do like it is entertaining. Mm -hmm. But I also think of all the things I I could have been doing in that time instead. But are you going to get the same dopamine from it? From all those other things? No, but I'll have clean dishes. Like, I'll have a bowl for tomorrow morning (laughs) if I did my dishes instead. Right? Uh, I won't have to pull a towel off of the top of the laundry basket. I would never. Towels are like the one thing that I do wash every time. Because the idea of a gross towel, like, I can't even stand a wet towel. Like you don't reuse cringe. your towels? I will reuse them one time and then I wash okay. them again. I was so like, like, damn. I get You're out dancing. of the shower and I dry off and I hang it on the hook and then I shower every other day. So the next day I will use that same one and then that's it. But it has to be fully dry. If it's damp, I will get a fresh one because I do not like damp towels. I don't even really dry off. I just kind of like wrap a towel around me and just let it go. <laughs> sit on your phone for 20 minutes while you air dry (laughs) if it's really cold i'll like dry off with the blow dryer (laughs) no you don't yes i do like a dog like a dog (laughs) yes i do like a dog (laughs) it feels Uh, nice like it feels so nice like i have a towel warmer so like i get a warm towel out i wrap it around me and then i just freaking like a spray tan baby, just with I'm blow just like, dry is... your skin. And if I'm the only person doing this, I feel like <laughs> I, I don't know. can. I do not blow dry my myself. I will say. try it. Try it. Try the idea of putting wind on my body when I'm already cold and wet does not sound fun to me. It's hot air. I guess it won't be at first. It'll be like, <laughs> but I take cold showers. So I'm like, this is nice. Like, this is. Oh, right. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. Not a snowball's chance in hell. Am I ever <laughs> going to take a cold shower? Absolutely not. That is not what that is for. I understand that it helps your brain work. I don't care. I would rather my brain not work. <laughs> I will take a hot bath and just sit in it and be like, ah, okay, too hot. We jump in the cold shower. People soup. People, people soup. soup. People soup. <laughs> but I cannot. For the life of me. Like, if I take a hot shower, like, I, and I used to all the time, like, I was like a burn my soul. Like, I want to yeah, my skin right. to melt off. I want my but, like, back now to I itch. do it it's so hot. 
it's an ick for me now. Ugh. Well, it's a cold ick. shower is an ick for me. We can agree to disagree. Hops in your coat. <laughs> Katy Perry. Uh, it's like a yin and yang over here. I don't. I you like the first time I took one, it was because I had a hangover, and it's like this will help your hangover. And then I was like, this helps all. Did it help your hangover? Yeah, yeah. If I have a really gnarly hangover, I'll fill a bowl with ice, like ice, and then like cold water, and just dunk my face in it, like for like ten. Does it help when you have your migraines? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I also got this cool migraine mask that makes me, it's like a half ski mask, but it puts enough pressure and I keep it in the freezer. So like it comes cold and it just puts oh, enough I pressure. Oh, I saw that. That popped up in my ads recently. It is the best like $15 I've ever spent. Really? I might grab Yeah. One. Even when I had the norovirus and I was just like, ugh, like I had that on me because like it was just heavenly. Ugh. Migraines suck. Yeah, they're oof. Shout out Kinda. if you if you're out there suffering. <laughs> I feel, feel you because they kick my ass. Well, you got that nerve block. How long does that last? Forever? A minute? A day? No, I have them um, like once a month. I'll have. I haven't had one take me out. Like I had that. It took me to the. Ho- I was at the hospital for it, but I haven't had. Like that time of the month, I'll get like a premenstrual migraine. Yeah. And I just know there's really nothing going to like just you just got to kind of grin and bear. But like a full on migraine that's like taking me out for like two or three days. I haven't had one of those. In a while. Yeah. Since that time, actually, probably. Yeah. That was the last time I remember you telling me you had one like that. That was the worst. Yeah. I had one. Like, nor- when I had norovirus, because I was so dehydrated, my head was throbbing. But, like, everything I drank or ate, like, I was vomiting up immediately. So, I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to die. This is how it ends. <laughs> this is how I'm going out. I always get one pre and post menstrual, and it's always two to three days long. Right before or right after. Just enough to be annoying. Just enough that, like, if I open my eyes, it hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's making me dread it because I know it's coming. It's like, mm, yeah. probably next week, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm you, probably going to be driving that. to Florida when it's coming. Like, ah. uh, do you get auras, like, where you can't see before? When I have a true migraine, I do. Uh, my menstrual migraines, I don't. I always get an aura. It used to freak me out. I remember I started getting them in high school and like my vision in my right or my left eye would just go blurry. And I was like, what's happening? I need to go to the eye doctor. But I was just getting migraines. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that that was part of it. I actually didn't realize that till like last year, like getting that blurriness. They're pretty gnarly. Some people, that's all they get is just the aura. And then they don't have the pain. It's just like. You can't see. It's scary. Yeah. We'd have people come in and they're like, this is happening. Man, I don't miss going into an office one bit. Oh my gosh, we keep trading yawns back and I forth know. while we've been on this. Like you yawn, I yawn, you yawn, I yawn. It's the perks of recording into the night. Well, on that note, both of us. Yeah, on that note, so. good night. Goodbye. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Gruesome Horrific True Crime, a Zencaster powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. Zencaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. Zencaster gives you automatic, high-quality post-production sound, transcription, and HD video recordings of all of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should, click the link in the show notes or at our website and use the code GRUESOME with a capital G for 30% off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers. And if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast or a five-star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcast on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal 
via our email, gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget, lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>